All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. Manny Garavito here once again, going live to bring the people together of Miami to have a laugh during our virtual live stream of the podcast. What's up, everyone? Uh, Eva Franco, Miami girl. Uh, make no sense. Uh, YV, welcome. Diamond, uh, Diamond John? Diamond Don. Uh, I am Smith. Perucho, MG Orchids, Lavar. What's up, man? Thank you all for coming. Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy Sunday. It's the end of your weekend. How, what did you do this weekend? Did you do anything special? Uh, did you guys do anything like uh, clean your house the way I did? I've been cleaning my garage. My studio's coming out nice. Uh, unfortunately, I've realized that uh, I'm going to have to demolish the studio uh, because uh, the flooring, the flooring needs work. Uh, let's just say that my studio, a.k.a. garage, uh, has been around a while. And uh, we used to have people coming from like uh, uh, other countries to stay here. <laughs> Not that we were like hiding them or anything, but this was like a little mini Airbnb back in the day. And uh, we used to like... Uh, have it set up as a, as another room, but now I just turned it into a studio and I'm like, fuck it, man. I'll make more money doing a podcast. Huh? Wink, wink. <laughs> I went from having a little side hustle doing Airbnbs in this room. And now it's a studio. I'll be like, ah, fuck them. Uh, I didn't like tending their beds anyway. <laughs> and so I turned this place into a studio, man. I got a bunch of cables, a bunch of books. I got a desk. I've got a little t-shirt machine here. I'm like, you know what, man? It'd be a lot better if I turned this into something I enjoy. Besides, man, I don't really like strangers in my house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man, what's up, everyone? All right, so today I wanted to talk to you guys about your timeline, man. How, do you, how would you guys, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your timeline? Um, I want you to uh, really think about this because I think I'm on to something. Uh, I think that if we were to look into our timelines indifferently, you know what I mean by indifferent. Let's say you wake up one morning, you're hungover, and you can't stand life. I'll give you another example. Let's say you get really high, and then you, you, you go into another you know, mental state. All of a sudden, you're relaxed, you're calm, nothing bothers you at all. And the next thing you know, you tune in, you open your little timeline there, and you just look at the people, and you see it from another angle, and you're looking at this stuff, and you're like, who the fuck are these people, and why do they keep posting this stuff? Come on, guys. Be honest. How many times have you looked into your timeline and have become completely dissatisfied with the people you follow? Look, I feel like that all the time. I look at my own stuff and feel like that. <laughs> I look at my stuff and I'm like, I'm not this person. Why am I coming off this way? But then, you know, next thing you know, I, I, I come back down to earth and I, I become myself even more. What's up, Mass Mitty? Ryan, Chris, I am franchise. Welcome. We're here talking about your timeline, guys. So try it sometime. Go into your timeline and don't indulge. Don't get caught up in the cat videos or the memes or the thirst traps. Just go into your timeline and just look at things indifferently and see just how things are on your timeline. MG Orca says, politics is the worst. I have blocked people. That's not the worst, man. That's the shit. Dude, I've been so deliberate with my block button. I don't tolerate anything at all, MG Orchids. Whenever someone posts something that's ambiguous, rude, or just outlandish. I just block them. I don't even give them a shadow. I used to give them a shadow of a doubt uh, when they used to comment on my stuff. Uh, sometimes I would read it and I'd be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Man, fuck this guy. And I just block him. 
You know, one person once said that it was like such a backhanded compliment. It was like his way of saying like, I want to be a hater, but I also don't want to come off like a hater. So don't block me, please. Like people can't control their mouths when they become haters. Like I got to fucking say something negative or I can't handle it. This guy goes on to my, uh, I wrote something about, I think it was my environment, environment joke. I wrote this joke. I just woke up. It came to my head. I wrote it, posted it. And then I came back online. I looked at the comment and the comment went something like this. Hmm. You can do better than this. I'm cheering for you. I blocked him. <laughs> Dude, I don't, you don't got to tolerate that shit, man. Don't, don't be that guy that you tolerate people talking to you like that. Like, you know what it is, man? Some people follow you just to have the opportunity to correct you or say something bad. But anyways, I digress. Let's bring it back. Hold on, let me get my... There we go. Let's bring it back to the, the purpose of this. This isn't necessarily about blocking people that are giving you bad vibes on the internet, okay, guys? This is about looking at your, your timeline uh, indifferently, okay? When you log in, when you look at your timeline, what do you see? I guarantee you it's the same memes, the same themes, and the same thirst traps over and over and over again, Okay. Your timeline is not going to change anytime soon, unless there's drama. When there's drama, that's when your timeline gets fucking lit. When there's drama, when there's a viral drama meme, when there's a movement, when someone has a statement that everyone picked up on, when there's a news source, when there's an announcement, whatever you want to call it, that's when your timeline gets fucking lit. And then people, then what do they do? What do they do? They, they start getting that news article. They start getting that announcement. They start getting all whatever the fuck it is. And then they make it about them. You ever notice that? They make it about them. I want to I congratulate all the people out there protesting. for like, ah, You're talking about yourself. <laughs> you know what? That's what it is, man. Your timeline only changes when there's drama. Uh, when the South Florida uh, has earthquake, what? Uh, Melinda, what's up? Not a gypsy, what's up? The thing is, man, you know, when you go into your timeline, you get so consumed with the lives of other people that you forget about your own life. What's up, Lolly? We're here talking about your time. We're talking shit about your timeline, Lolly. What? How would you rate your timeline on a scale of one to ten? As a matter of fact, guys, those that are listening right now, put it. I actually want to know what you guys think about your own timeline. Are you satisfied with what people are posting on a daily basis? And try not to count my stuff, okay? <laughs> Don't count my jokes in that equation. <laughs> All right. But I, I'll, I'm going to be honest, man. I'm going to give my Manny Garavito, my personal timeline, I'm going to give that a 7 out of 10, and I'm going to give the Miami comedy timeline a 5 out of 10. You know why? Because I follow mostly meme pages and women on the Miami comedy Instagram, and it's nothing but memes and thirst traps every day. Just memes, thirst traps, memes, thirst traps. And I'm just like, damn, man. The Miami Comedy Channel sucks. <laughs> on, my personal, on my personal, I follow like art and movies and cult hashtags and stuff like that. So it's a little bit better. You know, my personal, I, I've... I follow things that I'm genuinely interested in, you know, things like books and movies and stuff like that. But like 
my uh, Miami comedy page, I follow influencers and memers and beautiful women from Miami. And it's the same shit over and over. <laughs> hey, I'm just going to go ahead and be be honest, guys. You know what it is, man? Um, it, when there's drama is the only way that you guys actually, I'm not going to say you guys, because of course, the people that listen to this podcast, you guys are brilliant, just like me. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about them. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm talking about them. Them. They only like seeing people getting knocked out. They like seeing car crashes and people pulling hair in a fight. Uh, you know, people twerking and butt cheeks and all that. She's like, that's the only thing that is like considered acceptable on your timeline, man. You know who I do give props to? Uh, Lynette says, uh, hold on, let me see here. My, my timeline is disappointing for the most part. I'm not going to lie. It makes me want to restart. Just block them, Lynette, block them. Block them and follow new hashtags and people. Your timeline is going to be amazing. You know, if, if you guys have a business account, your timeline is going to suck because you're networking with people doing the same thing you're doing. <laughs> But when it comes to your personal account, man, follow cool shit. Follow shit that you're interested in genuinely. Stephanie says, Zoom dating. Anyone single? I'm only, I'm only doing Zoom dating. We're going to get back to Zoom dating soon, MG. You are so right. Thank you, Lynette. Yeah, that's what I do the podcast for, so that you guys can tell me how right I am, so then I can get even more ignorant on my timeline <laughs> and contribute to yours. Um, you know who I got to give props to? Writers and artists that go on social media and challenge themselves. Uh, there, there's, there's some of them. I've seen them. I follow them. And guess what, guys? They're probably some of the most obscure artists on the web because uh, the, the artists that are banking, and this is just a theory, but the artists that are banking off of people are uh, the artists that do the same things over and over. Now, are they still artists? Yeah, of course. You know, if you create something and you, you know, communicate it to the people, you know, you, you're doing something right. People are picking up on it. They enjoy your stuff and you're doing something you love. And they're t But I think most artists, the majority of artists that are banking or that are very popular, they, they, they find out what the people want and then they don't challenge themselves or the people. And so they do the same thing over and over and over. You know what I mean? Have you ever seen an artist drawing the same things like over and over and over? Because they know that's what sells. They, they're not going to do anything different. They're like, this is working for me. I'm going to leave it at that. Right? I'm going to give you an example. Have you guys ever seen those little cliche arts that sell for like millions of dollars? Right? Have you seen that shit? I think like there was a book called Selling a Stuffed Shark or something like that. And it goes into the underground world of artists and how they use marketing to sell like high-end art pieces. And then when you look at the art pieces, like really some motherfucker bought a, a balloon animal for $20 million. Why? How? <laughs> when? <laughs> it's because they, they know how to embed like psychological marketing tactics into their art. They're just like driving the same thing over and over and over into people's minds. And then eventually they're like, I gotta fucking get it. Fuck it, I'm a millionaire. I'm gonna buy that shit for 20 million because everybody has seen it and now it's in my fucking living room. <laughs> oh man, you know what? That's so true. That's probably why millionaires buy that kind of art because like everybody recognizes it and then now they own it. You know what I mean? I'll give you another example of art that sells for like high end. 
Well, now I wouldn't say high end. I would say different. Like the other side of the spectrum of high end is selling lots of it. You guys ever seen those vinyl dolls? Uh, the ones that like it's the same fucking pose, but like they have different. Oh, you got a Wolverine doll and you've got a fucking Captain American doll and you got a Luke Skywalker doll and it's the same fucking doll, but it just has different colors on it. You know what I'm talking about? They're selling that shit for millions and millions of dollars. Now, the people that created those things, they're fucking artists. I'm not going to take that away from them, but they're cashing out. They're not challenging the status quo. They're just giving you what you want over and over and over and over and over. Right. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. I will say it again. The biggest challenge or rather the biggest obstacle that an artist will always go through is, do I give the people what they want or do I give them what they need? And nine times out of 10, they give you what you want because that's what you want. What you need is like the medicine you don't want to take. Mm, mm, mm. I don't want mm, mm, not appreciated. Oh, man, dude, you know what? I'm on to something here. I should make a book out of this. I'm, you know what? You know, I, I say all this to say, I say all that to say this, guys. Uh, I'm going to sell out. <laughs> I'm just going to be, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a comedian that only does dick jokes. That's what I'm going to do. It's like dick joke, Manny dick joke Garavito, one night only. <laughs> He's selling out. So, bro, if I, was, if I was the kind of comedian that all I did was sell, uh, was say dick jokes on stage and I became known nationally as the dick joke comedian, I would fucking move tickets. All I got to do is sit down and keep writing dick jokes. And then next thing you know, man, I'm showing up in Chicago. I'm in LA. I'm in fucking Washington. I'm in, I'm in all these places. Manny dick joke comedian Garavito. Oh shit, we got to hear some dick jokes, guys. <laughs> but if it's just Manny Garavito comedian, you a comedian? What, do you, what kind of jokes are you saying there, buddy? Because you're being very obscure right now. <laughs> oh, dude, you know what? I'm on to something here. This is so fucking true. I like this little rant. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people got to talk about this because uh, this is true, man. And if, you, and if you know what it is, you know why your favorite artists copy obscure artists? Because obscure artists is like a, a source of creativity. And then the, the copycat artists, they go deep into the obscure artists. Have you ever seen like a documentary of your favorite artists and then they mention somebody that's extremely obscure? Okay, that's, that's exactly what's going on here. The obscure artists, the ones you don't pay attention to because they don't sell out, the ones that do sell out, go into their work and pick, pick, pick some of their best stuff and then make it their own and then just recycle the shit. <laughs> Dude, you know what I did when I was in Cleveland? I went to a Michelangelo art exhibit. That shit was expensive as fuck. It was like $50 a pop. But fuck it. I saw original works from Michelangelo. And I remember that I was, as I was walking into the museum, there was like this little area that says the influence and copycats of Michelangelo. <laughs> and then you go in and then, you know, um, you see, you would see a, a, a piece of art from Michelangelo. And then right next to it would be somebody trying to copy their art. Right. In a different way, like they would try to like they, they would get like Michelangelo's ideas and then they would try to make it their own. But then when you look at it compared to Michelangelo's work, Michelangelo was such an original that the people trying to copy from him couldn't could, they couldn't do it. They couldn't handle it. Right. Like they, they didn't get the movements. They didn't get the poses. They didn't get the muscles. It looked fucking awkward. <laughs> it was like you, you putting up next like 
anything next to Michelangelo, if anyone tried to copy him, it would look like the artwork from a, from a child on a refrigerator. <laughs> I see what you did there, Timmy, but uh, not quite close enough. <laughs> oh, man. But what does obscure mean? Uh, obscure means uh, people that uh, are, uh, they d- you can't put your finger on it. You can't put your finger on their work. You can't give it a definition. And uh, it doesn't necessarily have a, 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 an area in your mind. Like, it's like, what do you think about Manny Garavito? The guy with the podcast. <laughs> like a, an obscure comedian is someone that does different things over and over and over. Uh, so like, all right. So like a very popular comedian does this. I mean, a very popular artist does the same thing over and over to get like a marketing thing going. And then an obscure comedian, uh, I keep saying comedian, artist uh, they do different things because they don't want to be known for something. So that's what makes them obscure. But most of the times the obscure ones are the most creative because they don't want to do the same shit over and over. They get tired quickly. It's like, fuck, man, I don't want to be this person. I could do more shit. I'm selling myself short. And then the, the popular artist would be like, I'm selling myself short, but at least I'm selling. <laughs> oh, man, somebody needs, to, somebody needs to point this out, man. This is so true about the art culture. I'll give you guys a documentary to watch. Um, go on. I think it's still on Netflix. If not, try to find it on the internet. Uh, it's a documentary called Blurred Lines. And it talks about the art industry in Europe and in Miami. And let me tell you guys something. What they say about the art in Miami during Art Basel, they don't say good things about us. guys. <laughs> I think it goes along the lines of uh, art Basel in Miami is a place where people go look at art and say they looked at art, but it's not really appreciated as art. <laughs> I, that's not me that said that. It's the documentary. Of course, I'm paraphrasing, but still, go check out the documentary, Blurred Lines, and watch them talk shit about <laughs> our city when it comes to art. All right, before we go any further, I still got another party here for you guys. But before we go further, we got to give a shout out to our, um, our sponsor, guys. Huh? My art has brought forth a sponsor. Can you believe it? Uh, his name is L.U. Venus, who is a badass health insurance agent helping individuals, families, small business owners find the health plan they need, whether it be medic. Oh, there's that word need, guys. Not the health plan you want. The health plan you need. This guy's an artist this is, as an insurance guy. Um, uh, whether it be ACA, Obamacare, Medicare, Medicaid, group plans. If you've got health insurance questions, He's got health insurance answers. Reach out to him, L-E-U Venus. That's E-L-I-U dot V-I-N-A-S at ushadvisors.com. Uh, let's see. Hello, uh, now I'm watching it. There you go. Watch it. Your voice is not matching your lips, bro. It's like watching a Kung Fu movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a, there's a stall here that I haven't figured out yet. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what it is. Um, anyways, so... Yeah, so one of the things that uh, I've realized when it comes to obscure art and popular art, the popular people will copy off the obscure and they'll cash out. They'll be like, huh, you didn't cash out from this idea here. I hope you don't mind while I steal it and cash it out for you. Um, let's see. One last thing that I want to uh, talk about when it comes to Michelangelo is because um, Michelangelo is so... Uh, like when I went to go visit his uh, artwork over in the Cleveland uh, Museum, I was so captivated by his work because not only do you see like these big, uh, you know, paintings um, that of course were replicas, but they still were rather large, but they also had the original um, art 
that that he did with like these red pencils or, or like pencils or I don't know I don't know if they were pencils or crayons or clay or whatever the hell he used but it was uh what he when Michelangelo would do is he would be very into anatomy like he would study anatomy and the way humans move and like different poses right um he went like straight his source for his inspiration was not necessarily the work of other people, but rather the work of like God himself. Like he went to God and he saw how he designed humans. And he was like that I need to do that. And then Michelangelo, he started drawing like these epic fucking things because he mastered the anatomy of humans, right? The, the, the design of humans, like the, the little intricate muscles on the back and on the chest and on the neck. And then he would come up with these things. So he went to the, his, his source was pretty much limitless because he went to like nature itself. But the people that try to copy Michelangelo, their source was limited because Michelangelo mastered something and they wanted to master being Michelangelo. <laughs> Oh man, dude, you got to go see it. If there, if you guys ever see like a documentary about an artist, check out Michelangelo and check out the people that try to copy him. Michelangelo mastered the art of drawing other things from nature. And then the people that try to copy him were just trying to master being another Michelangelo. It's an incredible way to look at art. All right. So uh, that's the podcast, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget Look at your timeline. Look at the people creating and say, how boring is my timeline? And what can you do to fix it? You could do things like blocking or following. It's that simple. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We go live every single day-ish at 6 p.m. as we bring together the Miami comedy community to talk some shit. All right. Uh, go to MiamiComedy.com. Tonight, Sunday, 8 p.m., we're going to be at Sweet Caroline Bar. Monday, Red Bar. Tuesday, Sweet Caroline again. And then starting next Saturday, January 23rd, we're going to be over at Focal Brewing Company, all 8 p.m. shows. I got a Friday night show coming up, so stay tuned. Make sure you follow the newsletter, MiamiComedy.com. We'll see you guys next time. Have a great night.